We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macker, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. And I only have one question. Are you feeling lucky? So, are you? <laughs> Punk? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> that was my best, best Clint. I don't really have a Clint in the old bag, but I tried. Jeremy Cohen, how are you, sir? What? It was great. And then whatever that was happened. And now I'm just less great. I don't know. What? Well, and, yeah. Andrew, you're on mute. Where did Clint Eastwood come from? Are you, are you filming? We're doing Claudio Casino today. Oh, oh that's why you're okay. Now okay. I'm, uh, I didn't I, even I, get it, honestly. And Ocean's I thought 11. Wow. This was random. Like, yeah. All right. Or Jesus. lucky number 11 or rounders or something. Right. He's like, get off my name lawn. one quote like, from no, we're doing this. Is the open name a quote from rounders? Give that man his fucking money. <laughs> You're right, you know what? Shout <laughs> out, Mankiewicz. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yes, uh, we're off to a rousing start as the Knicks uh kick off their preseason tonight. We should say that up top. Um, so we have Claudio Catino tonight, uh, today, tonight, tonight for us, today for you probably listening to this, in which uh, we will go through several fake lines, which Andrew Claudio, the esteemed Andrew Claudio, has set for himself, and it'll allow us to talk about what we think is going to happen in the upcoming season. But before that, briefly, Jeremy, when's the last time we've done podcasts together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you. It's good to be back. I, I mean, you're you know? busy, so I, I understand, I, yes. but like, yeah. But even still, you know, we're, now that the season's kicking into, I don't want to say high gear because it's just yeah. preseason game one, which uh, I'll be there. I'm excited. It'll be really fun oh, to see nice. some Knicks uh, basketball in uh, in live. Live. That's not English. So, yeah, that'll be great. But, yes, it's nice to be back talking with you and talking about basketball and Knicks basketball at that. Yeah. Um, it's like it, it's I don't know what it feels it, it's like. uh there's a sensation you get when you look forward to something for a long enough period of time and then it's here. And I don't know about you. I always get when the thing comes, I always, even though I've been waiting for it, I get the feeling like it, it has snuck up on me a little bit. Like, Oh, it's, it's, 
it's here finally. And that's kind of how it feels now uh, as we're recording this Sunday night um, because preseason starts tomorrow. And um, I feel like the Knicks are, well, there's a bunch of games on right now. There's been games on. So I feel like they're, are they going to be one of the last teams to play their first preseason game? It feels like that. Actually, I don't know if that's true. It does. And the Celtics are playing tonight and then they're playing again tomorrow. Yeah. So um, they'll have already had one under their belt. They, they, they will. That game is uh, ending now as we are, uh, as we are recording this. Uh, listen, for everybody thinking like we're, we're going to be doing deep, 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 deep dives into the preseason. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, obviously. And we'll talk about it as it goes along. But remember, first rule of preseason is preseason doesn't mean anything. So we take it with uh, several grains of salt while, of course, overreacting to the things that we know we should not overreact to. But that is such is life. Um, I mean, if Nathan Knight doesn't get more than 15 minutes tomorrow, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I don't know. What, is, what does he have to do? Like, honestly, I don't get it. It's absurd. Here's how, here's how in tune I am right now. The kid that was really good in summer league, the kid who was like, ooh, that guy might be a player in two years um, after he probably spends a lot of time in the G League. I don't remember his name. Do you? I don't. Put me on the spot, and the answer is no. I'm. I this don't. Is, remember. All due respect again, to him, I do not remember. It's where you come for the most exceptional Knicks coverage, folks. Uh, really, just totally uh, in in tune. No, the the guy that they the undrafted guy who was like uh, very, you know, he, he looked the part of a of a guy who, if he ever learns how to shoot, whatever. That guy is he on the on the preseason roster? Is he like the twenty first man? I don't know. Like this is again. These are the things that I should be more in tune with. But it's like we build our we build this stuff up, you know, before the year starts, and then we're like, we look back and like, oh wow, remember when we went ape shit about that guy who was never going to play a minute of regular season basketball and had like that good five minute stretch? It's like I don't know. I feel like I've kind of learned my lesson at this point, so I'm taking it easy, as it were. Be like me. Stop putting as much effort into the end end of bench players. And uh, if they surprise you, then it's great. And if they don't, then that's kind of just the par for the course. So until they have a contract assigned to them, that's like the big league level. You know, they're uh, it's great. I I hope they make the team each every one of them, but there are only so many spots. And then when they do make the team, if they make the team, then uh, we'll talk about them at at nauseum. What would you do if, if Isaiah Roby scored like 25 points in preseason game number one? I'd start the fan club. I'd be the number one fan club. Yeah. I wonder if there is an Isaiah Roby. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. You know, somewhere. Jalen Martin, by the way, was the gentleman I was referring to. Yes. So I'll be, I'll be rooting big time for, for some, a big Jalen Martin preseason performance. If I, I tell you, Tibbs, right now, if I don't get 15 minutes of Jalen Martin, it's going to be hell to pay in the postgame. Let me tell you. Uh, okay. Uh, is there anything we have to talk about before we do Claudio Casino? I don't know. Has, I'm trying to think in terms of the basketball world and yeah, like the know. basketball world over the last, uh, Evan Fournier is still here. Uh, not shocking. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else, uh, Peyton Pritchard became continuous soup. Congrats hey. to him. I guess. Hold on. Uh, I like that deal. I, I like that deal for both sides. Cause he gets, his his family is secure and his grandkids are going to be secure, you know, to a certain extent for the rest of their lives. And this, I think that's a nice little bet by the Celtics because he's going to play games this year. And if he plays well, he's going to have he's going to outpace that contract. So it's for anybody who doesn't know four year, 30 million dollar extension. I think that's a nice little bit of business. 
I think it's great for the Celtics. I yeah, oh yeah, I don't agree. love it for Pritchard. I think that he basically, when I say that continuous soup angle, it's the Celtics have so few contracts that they can move moving forward, and because yeah. of their salary situation, will be over the second tax apron. It's not like they can sign players to contracts that are salary filler. So by extending Peyton Pritchard, they then said, "Hey, this year we're going to likely keep him because the math is too weird." But in 2024, if we needed someone. We've got a nice chunk of salary and we have some first round picks available and able to do that. So for him, he secured wealth. It was important to him. Uh, It just kind of feels like the precursor for him eventually getting traded, especially if it doesn't really work out. So uh, better deal for the Celtics. Very curious about how that impacts the Emmanuel quickly market because you have Devin Vassell getting really good money and you have Peyton Richard getting probably less than he could have gotten on the open market if he had waited. So naturally it will fall in between, but yeah, it's just a matter of how, is it going to be 50% of that? Is it going to be 20% one way, 20% the other? We shall see. I I don't know if this is, I, so funny. Me and Jeremy are really of one mind. Both of us did not look at the Claudia casino categories or I haven't looked at the categories or the lines. Have you looked at either? No, no, because we, we like doing this. Like we, we like being genuinely, have having genuinely surprised reactions when we say, or maybe not surprise reactions, but genuine reactions to whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe Emmanuel Cookley's contract extension will be something that comes up today. Um, I'm sticking with four for ninety plus incentives, but that's that's just me. Um, probably something we will talk about in more depth before the preseason is over, if I had to guess. With that out of the way, uh, should we bring up our our dealer? See our dealer? I guess so. The house. He's the house. Yes. He's the house. He is the yeah. house. Because the house always wins. Speaking yes. of which, you know who didn't <laughs> win last year? His me. I went back and looked at the bets that I made in this in this episode last year. So it's funny good. that you mentioned the bets that were made last year, Jonathan, because before we enter into a new set of lines for the 2023-24 season, let's review how you both did. Um, when we did this show last season. So in the inaugural first ever Claudio Casino betting lines for the 2022-23 season, um, John, you got seven wrong. And shout out to Jeremy, only you missed one. Uh, and it was how many top three to five finishes in awards voting will the Knicks have this season? And the line was one and a half. You took the under. And the Knicks had Jalen Brunson finish in the top three. Uh, and then Emmanuel quickly obviously finished second. Now, I'm going to ask you, Jeremy, um, do you think that because the NBA invented an award, now I don't remember where Jalen Brunson finished in the Clutch Award, but it, didn't he finish top five? He did. I believe he finished uh, so third. Should right? that technically mean that you hit the over on this? Because well, I mean, he made on, an hold award on. before that. What? No, but it, hold on. He finished. Did he finish top three for most improved? That's what I'm saying. He finished most. So what improved. was the line? One, and, one a and a half. You got it right. Jeremy didn't. He hit the under. Yeah, but even or he said no scenario the under. Yeah, but there's no scenario where Jerry, Jeremy wins because quickly six man and Bronson most improved. So either way, even without the fake award, Jerry West clutch. Oh uh, yeah, that's thing. right. I'm thinking it the other way that you could have yeah. been. Okay, it's all right, Andrew. John's just gonna have to settle with me being right about every other category except My for that one. <laughs> So, he did well uh, enough. We don't need to give him any additional things. Yeah, yeah you know, 
This is like when it. someone makes the Hall of Fame and uh, they deserve to be unanimous, but one of the baseball writers is just super pissed off and like, I don't like the idea that anyone can be unanimous. So <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. Uh, it just, it builds character. I'll strive <laughs> to be better and uh, we'll see. It'll, it'll be another good year. So real quick, we should just go over a couple that John got wrong. Maybe I can go over all seven that he what? got wrong. Why can't we go over? You know what? Never mind. John, we so, just went over all of the ones I got wrong. Uh, you know, it only took 12 you. seconds, but we went over all of them. Randall and Obi, minutes played together. The line was a 100.5. Jeremy took the under. America took the under. John took the over because he thought his coach would find religion. They played 72 minutes list Hold on, together last season. Are you saying Democrats and Republicans joined hands across the aisle in unity about Obi not playing? Yes. Minutes? Okay. So you go to the I, House of Representatives right now and you ask them, will Tibbs and Randall, will Obi and Randall play together? If you had gone a year ago and asked them, will Obi and Randall play together more than 100 minutes? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Chuck Schumer. I guess Chuck is technically in the Senate, but two, officially in the Senate. Officially not, not in the Senate. Yes. Yeah. But so like, like Ross Perot in this, in this scenario. That's yes. You're sitting in the middle. AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene would just be like, oh, they're definitely hitting the under. Okay. Am I Speaker of the House now? But just by default for listen, any take you it. could be. <laughs> it's hey. the jobs available, Jeremy. Um, so also also ones that John got wrong. How many games will Kitten Grimes start this season? Uh the line was 25 and a half. He started 66 games. You took the under. Um great. how many games will Emmanuel quickly start this season? The line was 3.5, <laughs> and you took the under. He played 21 games. He started 21 games. In fact, he started so many games that it caught probably cost him the six man of the year award it i think it did yeah that's fair. yes and then the other one you got wrong well two you got wrong how many knicks will make at least 100 threes this season um this was more of a bold take by you that it would be more than five and a half five had at least 100 threes one of which was I, not evan fournier which nobody was expecting and the boldness yeah, I, of it that's was a victory that, for me well the fact that it was five and a half and you took the over and obi Toppin was 15 three-pointer shy like they were that close and if Obi doesn't miss a month and a half, maybe he hits it. Um, and then the other one, which to me is the funniest one, I gave you three different lines. Um, how many Knicks will average at least 20 points per game this season? I gave you 2.5, 1.5, and 0.5. <laughs> Jeremy took the under on 2.5, which hit. The over on 1.5 and 2.5, which hit. You had a hot take going into last season that no Nick will average 20 points per game. So... In my old age, it mm -hmm. is getting harder for me to generate genuine hot takes. And I sat because we do these episodes. We do the episode with Locked on Knicks, which we're going to be doing soon. And, and we'll do a bold predictions on there. And I needed a hot take that I could like actually believe and get behind. And I I thought that all three like uh, RJ Bronson and Randall would like all finish like just below 20 a game. I thought that had a, a chance. Um, what I probably didn't account for well enough is that the NBA was about to have its highest scoring season in uh, 50 years, I think, yeah. or since like the mid, mid to late 60s, whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah, great, great job by me there. Well, Jeremy, I'll say this. One thing that nobody accounted for when we did the show last year, when we all said who the two players or one player would be that got over 20 points per game, RJ was... Mentioned by all three of us that it'll be RJ, and if there's a second, it'll be Jalen Brunson. Nobody counted that Julius Randle was going to make All NBA last year, which is a testament to how good of a regular season he had. 
It was. And I think also our perspective last off season was Julius Randle, open gym merchant. This is the type of player who had his best season, which was an anomaly during the anomaly season. And Mm -hmm. fortunately he proved that was not correct. And he had an all NBA year. And again, don't want to relitigate last season. It's just a shame that he couldn't have gone in to the playoffs fully healthy. I know not, no one's fully healthy, but that was a serious ankle injury. And uh, yeah, is what it is. Hopefully he's all good, all set for training camp, healthy and in rhythm for the season to start. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I know. But the RJ part of it and RJ came close. He really did. He was very close was to 20, 20 points per game. He was 20. I calculated. And I think he was 29 points away on like the season in total from average. Yeah. And I think one of those games that would have helped was had he not had his finger sliced open uh, a great call. by uh, Luka Doncic's fingernail. Goddamn. So well, Luka Logan Doncic. What do you think? <laughs> what what's odds maker over here? Mr. Claudio, what do you think odds uh, you could have gotten before last season on Julius Randle making all NBA? Eight to one, 10 to one. Probably something like that. I think if you Jeremy? were to predict the Nick to make all NBA, people probably would have picked RJ or um, I, they would I mean, have I expected would, a Jalen Brunson leap. I would have picked Brunson. I think it would have been higher than 10 to 1. Yeah. Really? You might be right. I mean, look at, yeah. look at it now. Randall has made two NBA seasons in the last three years and these lists don't matter, but they collectively seem to have him in the top 40, top 50, top 60 best players in the NBA. So, and that's after, after a second one. So after just yeah. a terrible season, Season removed from the first one, I think it would have been higher than ten to one. I I just hope the apologies are as loud as the disrespect. It's the only rule we live by here at Nick's Film School. And on that note, it's time to create a new list of things to apologize for a year from now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2023-24 Claudio. Casino! That music you're not hearing is because we want this to not get copyright on YouTube. Uh, The premise is simple. I have created 15 different hypothetical lines, imaginary lines for the upcoming season. John and Jeremy will then say whether they want to go over or under on each specific line that has been set. And we start with the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Brunson. And we ask... How many points per game will Jalen Brunson average this season? The line I've set is 23 and a half. I give you this information up front. Jalen Brunson averaged around 24 points per game last season. And then, as Fred Katz on a bit of a press tour has been making the case uh, lately on a couple different podcasts, um, he averaged close to 28 a game. I think a little more than 28 a game over the last 30-something games of last season. And the Knicks are apparently very high on that offensive ceiling. So with that information in hand, 23 and a half, John and Jeremy over under. Oh man. Right off the bat, this is a tough one because I completely cosign what well, cosign Fred's reporting that the, the Knicks think that Brunson has, has more in him, you know, and I cosign that. I think I, I could see him absolutely taking a step up in terms of scoring Efficiency in terms of like the guy just keeps getting better. He's uh, this is, is going to be his sixth NBA season. He's increased his points for 36 minutes in uh, every year of his career, which is like not easy to do. And he's done it. 
Um, that said, man, this team has a lot of mouths to feed, and I, 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 I'm almost thinking about how how there might be a lot of nights this year. I hope there will be a lot of nights this year because this will mean that they're good in my mind, at least that Jalen Brunson doesn't need to go out there and get 30 and is maybe, and maybe there are a few more nights where he's putting up 15 and 10, you know, as opposed to 25 and six or, or whatever his average was last year. Uh, right off the bat. I'm, I'm sure this is going to come back to bite me in the ass. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over, not by a lot, but enough. And I think the thing to consider here is, yes, the Knicks improving this year in terms of adding someone with more gravity, Dante DiVincenzo versus Obi Toppin from a spot-up perspective could lead to more points. And the Knicks scoring more points might mean that Jalen Brunson does less. But it also might create more opportunities because you can't kind of try to guard Jalen Brunson in the way that you did before because... The threats around him are one year further up the learning curve for the older players and better on the perimeter, again, in terms of DiVincenzo versus someone like Toppin. I think the other factor here is Jalen Brunson was second in the NBA in three-point percentage on the catch-and-shoot of players who shot at least 103 uh, points, uh, 103-pointers. I see that going up. I think the Knicks are going to try to make the life as easy as possible for Brunson in terms of the shots he's taking. And that will be more on the spotting up ability for context with his three point attempt rate. His last year in Dallas was at 25% and it jumped up to 26.9% while in New York. Keep in mind the first three years he was in Dallas, it was 32, 30.9 and 31. So he has it in him to get back to a higher level of attempting threes. And I think that given his ability to make that shot, it's going to land him a little bit higher than 23 and a half. I'll go 23.9 and hope for the best on that one. There's a good line, Andrew. There's a strong line. Um, I, I think it'll be right around here for what it's worth. I don't think he's going to go crazy and score like 27, 28 points. I don't think he's, it's going to be like 20, 21. I think it's going to be right around 23, 24, something around there. Um, yeah. Good line. If I add in the decimal point of 23.5, does that change your, like he doesn't have to hit 24 points per game exactly to hit the over here. 23.6 points per game would hit the over here. I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that there will be I think for the Knicks to eventually reach their ceiling with like whatever iteration of this team it is which like Jalen Brunson is going to be a part of it moving forward I just think he needs to become a little bit more of a of a not pass first point guard he's never going to be a pass first point guard but more of a passing point guard which like can he get better at that we know the dude could score can he better get better at that and really be a better pick and roll point guard better facilitator um so i just i i don't know this might be me being hopeful more than anything else like i i, I think for it would be for the best for them if you went out and averaged like 22 and 8 this season 22 and 9 something like that that would be great i, I don't know if we're gonna get that though we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so we threw one line. Uh, Jeremy's got the over. John's got the under. One final question, John. Why do you hate Jalen Brunson? We can answer that next year on Claudio Casino when he's hit the over by a lot. The second question featuring two-time All-NBA selection Julius Randle. How many total points, rebounds, and assists will Julius Randle average this season? The line I have set is 36. So for context, last season, Julius Randle averaged 25.1 points per game, 10 rebounds a game, and 4.1 assists, which gives us it's that 39 close, point close to 40. Yeah, 39 points. So are you saying can he duplicate what he did last season? Or we want to go back just one year previous, um, Julius Randle averaged 29.9 and 5.1, which gives us uh, about 35. 35.1 is the total math there. So with, as you mentioned, many mouths to feed, will he go over 36.5 in total points, rebounds, and assists? Jeremy, we'll start with you this time. Well, this question, you're basically asking, can Julius Randle be an all-NBA player? And I believe he can. I mean, The question here for me is how much of the film watching will be incorporated into how he plays? Mm -hmm. Because if he's truly better at watching the film, he can pass out of those double teams more. He'll trust, hopefully, the shooters around him when he commands that, which would, assuming the Knicks make more shots this year, indicate that his assist numbers will go up. My hesitation is that his ankle will be a bit of a problem from the get-go and maybe it's a slow start and that brings his numbers down later on but I am going to be hopeful and optimistic and go with the over Uh, might be 37 might be 36.8 but I'm confident that even if Julius gets 18 
let's see if you got 18, 10 and uh, maybe 18, 10 and eight, that's ambitious. But just as to get to 20, I'm still going to go with the over, but it's, it's the line is certainly higher than it was before, uh, obviously. But in terms of the impact, I'll go over. Hmm. My, my first ins- I'm looking at his yes I'm looking at his stats from the past few years my my gut instinct when I saw the line is that this is too low that this is too low by a couple of a couple of points um, or a couple of you know should be 37 and a half or at least or I would say 38 and a half at least 37 and a half 36 and a half because he is for four years now he's 10 rebounds a game like that is something you could pretty much set in stone. I don't see that going anywhere. The assists is interesting because the, the, the first all NBA year, it was six and went out to 5.1. Then last year went out to 4.1. I, I kind of see that number going back up hmm. given. I think that they're, there, sh- I, I just don't first. I can't imagine the shooting around him getting worse because I think crime. We, t- I mean, I don't want to repeat what we, we talked about with Fred, but like, I think crime is going to improve. Like RJ can't. I don't think RJ can get worse as a three point shooter. Like they added DiVincenzo. Like I think quickly he get a little bit better. So I think the assist number can go up back up to at least five. So then, if that goes up to at least five, then you're talking about is he is he getting twenty two a game, twenty two points a game. And I do. Yeah, I think he averages at least 20. Yeah, so I'm going to go over for this. But I, on second thought, I think the line is better than I initially gave credit for. The line is accounting for the fact that, as you mentioned, there are a lot of mouths to feed. Mm. Um, and for the fact that last year was different than the year before. You know, like... It, it, is he going to be able to duplicate what he did last season? But the but the mouse to feed goes both ways because like is there a world where he goes back up to six assists a game? Now, granted, that's only that's one. You know, it's not as much as the you know more assists, less points. It's it, it doesn't exactly translate because you know field goals are worth two or three. Um, mm, no, it's it's a good line. It's a good line. But it, I, I'm I'm still feeling so. We're we are now two disagreements or no sorry Jeremy went over too so we're one both four. went over you both went over um and now we go to the place that everybody has an agreement on um and it's the player that the Knicks took number three in the draft a couple of years ago uh wow that's actually four years ago now five years ago five now this is year know. five for RJ Barrett 18. um not 19 it was a 19 draft but this is going oh, yeah. into year sorry. five point being RJ Barrett the line is the bet is how many total points rebounds and assists per game well, he averaged this season, and the line is 27 and a half. Again, for context, RJ Barrett last season averaged 19.6 points per game, five rebounds a game, and 2.8 assists per game. Um, that makes out to about 28. So the line is 27 and a half. In a down year, he ended up with 28. So, John, over or under. So we want to talk about a metronome, not necessarily in a great way. RJ's assist per 36 minutes, 3.0, 3.1, 3.1, 2.9. Can't, can't get more steady than that. Uh, and then rebounds per 36 minutes, 5.9, 5.9, 6.1, 5.4 last season. Um, one of the things that took a dip. He is, and those are per 36 minute averages, which for the last, uh, 
or over the yeah for really since he's since he's been here or the last three years at least for 36 it's right around how many minutes he plays because he played 35 34 and a half and then last season 34 even the biggest thing here is i i think the minutes could go down i i i mean unless he i don't want to get the rj haters unless he takes a significant step forward Wipe that smirk off your face, Jeremy. Uh, unless he takes a significant step forward and he be, he makes himself essentially indispensable, much like Brunson and, and Randall are, um, I struggle to see a world where he's averaging even like 30 minutes. I mean, I could see him, honestly, I could see him averaging 27, 28 minutes a game this year. And if those per 36 numbers stay relatively where they've been, and he's only getting 28 minutes a game. Oof, man, this is this is tough. Again, the the line is good. It's 27 and a half. It's not a big, it's not a big number. Oh goodness, why are you doing this to me? All right, I'll go. <clears throat> I hate this. I'll go. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. Jeremy, don't love it. I'm also going to go under for the reason that John stated. It has less to do with RJ and more to do with Tibbs's reliance on Josh Hart, on DiVincenzo, on other players. I think he will ride the hot hand more often than not. But we also know from last season and closing time, I mean, RJ still averaged around 32 minutes per game, but he wasn't there when it mattered most. So, he will see time, but will he see enough time to get to 27.6? That's the part I'm skeptical about. And again, it's it's not like, can RJ not hit shots? I think he, what we saw with Canada, I'm of the belief that his spot-up numbers will improve. It's just the, I think the assist numbers will stay somewhat stagnant, even with the conversation, what we're talking about, where if the offense improves, that it could add one or two more there but then I still think it might take a little bit away from the points area. So he'll crash the boards. I think if he sees minutes at the four, they're going to instruct him to get those rebounds as well. So that would help him too. That's a good call. But I think it's going to be closer to like 26 and a half, 27, and just miss there again, primarily due to Tibbs having his favorites. And uh, I don't think RJ is really his favorite. And I, I, proof is kind of there for what we've seen. To that point, Jeremy, like the Josh Hart of it all, I think is why taking the under is the safe bet here. Um, Unless again, if if playoff RJ is a thing that translates down to regular season RJ, if that eight game sample becomes the 82 game sample, then yeah, he, he clears this very easily. But after the Josh Hart trade, um, in those 32 minutes a game you averaged, I'll add this for, for people listening, 18.6 points per game, 4.5 rebounds a game, and 2.6 assists per game, which mm-hmm. translates to about 20, 24, 25. So yeah. he could average that, and maybe even less if the Vincenzo closes a couple games, if quickly, and it's it's... Like I, I agree with you about the Tibbs playing the favorites or his favorites, which he's going to want Josh Hart in there for both defense and rebounding. But him and RJ just is not a combo that really works. And he has other options between quickly between DiVincenzo. And then like there's a Quentin Grimes question that's about to come up. So um, RJ, unless his shooting, which there's a shooting question that's going to come up later, uh, will 
will have to improve um, if he's going to be the one that closes. So uh, we're three lines in. Now it's time to talk about the man that has not been extended yet that I'm hoping is extended. This isn't a line about his extension. It's about his points, rebounds, and assists, but we're going to per 36. How many total points, rebounds, and assists per game will Emmanuel quickly average per 36 this season? So this is averaging on what, John? No, it's it's not per game. It's the it's points, it's rebounds, 36. and assists it's per thirty six. It's not okay. per game, but it's point points, rebounds, and assists per thirty six. So Manuel quickly last season per thirty six, average twenty Jesus, uh, eighteen point six points per game, um, five point two rebounds a game, four point three assists per game. The line is twenty three and a half, which he cleared very easily last year. It's uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy, it's you, right? It is me. Yeah. 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 So 18.6, 5.2, that's 23.8. Bump it up to 20. Yeah, I will say over. I'll say the over on this. So part of the reason why the line is so low is the A, mouths to feed, and the B, um, the man has not been extended yet. So I'm curious... Curious. I figured this could be the conversation if you guys wanted to have it of how much will the fact that if they need to go matchups wise with somebody else, will they oh quickly only played 14, 16 minutes tonight and this could affect his his production, which is why the per 36, I thought, was the more important way to look at this. I don't think it'll have the largest impact if contractually. Let's say he walks into training camp or let's the new season with a contract knowing Emmanuel quickly. Not personally, but from everything he's preached over the three years that's been here, he's all about getting to the next step. He is not the type of guy who's, I got a second contract to the NBA. I can just relax. And if he doesn't get a contract, then that will only fuel his fire a little bit more. But I see him just continuing to play within the flow and the system that the Knicks have. That all that, you know, being said, I mean, yes, minutes wise, he could see a bit of a cut. We saw Tibbs, I believe Chris even asked this about. Uh, Tibbs having DiVincenzo being running point at times. Obviously, you're going to have Deuce McBride in there, but Deuce hasn't really been that backup point guard. He's been more off ball. Quickly to me is going to see time. I know this is, again, per 36 as opposed to per game, but it's hard for me to consider this question and ignore the fact that last year we talked about the over-under and starts for him, and he saw quite a bit of time. And was able to start when Jalen Brunson was hurt. Again, I know, per game, per 36, very different. But I think that the ability for him to go against second units primarily only helps his case to the point where this should be, maybe this haunts me a year from now, an easy over. So, I, yeah. I, we, we might have to do some live uh, line readjustments here from the casino. Um, I wrote this line down when I initially had it as per game and didn't adjust it. So you guys now get to take advantage of the house setting a bad line. Hit sure. the over on this, John, and then I'll give you a per 36 line. It's an easy over, as Jeremy said. I'm, I mean, the question for me, and to answer the, the other question you posed, which is like the contract, I don't think the contract situation, even if it does linger into the season, you know, or basically doesn't get done preseason, it, it goes, it, it kicks over to next season. I don't think that would impact um, how much, how many minutes he plays uh, might, might impact the 
what happens at the trade deadline potentially, but I don't, I don't foresee, I actually don't foresee that being an issue. I think he's going to get extended. Um, I think this is a good line for per game. Uh, so I think it's an easy over for the per 36 for sure. So per game, let's start there. Per John, game. you have the over Jeremy. If this was per game, you taking the over per game. Let's yes. see. In terms of how we did per game last year, it was 14.9, 4.2, that's uh, 19.1, and then 22.5. So, yeah, I would take that. So, you'd both take the overrun per game. If the- well, hold, okay. hold on. I'm gonna, hmm. Hold on. A little mental math real quick. It's the, the, the half is largest, tough. The largest trend for me, and again, maybe this keeps going, maybe it doesn't, Rebounds per game have increased every year by one. Yeah. Do I think that Emmanuel Quick is going to have five rebounds this year? No, I don't. But he's one of the best uh, rebounding guards, so to speak. Um, So I I feel confident that at least we'll hover around four, four and a half. I could very, even with all the mouths to feed, I could very realistically see a world where it's 15, five and five. And you know why I'm going to go take the over ultimately? Well, so the, his ultimate, his final numbers last season, the reason they, his points per game were so high, 14.9, is because he started those 19 games. Um, and in the games that he started, he, I think his, I, I don't know exactly what the average minutes per game were in the 19 starts. I want to say it would have either led the league or been like second to whoever did what, lead the league again if you just took his minutes per game in those starts so like anytime he starts he's gonna play a ton and I do I think wholeheartedly that he will start anytime Jalen Brunson has to miss a game Jalen Brunson I think the organization has enough invested in him that they will continue to be cautious anytime he is dinged up um, for as much as he's like if I could walk I could play type of guy Um but the, you know, mm, is 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 quickly going to get nineteen starts next year? Uh, is he going to need to 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 get his numbers up? I'll I'll still go over, but again, I think it's a great line if it's per game. If it's per game, by the way, as a starter last year, Emmanuel quickly averaged thirty eight point six minutes per go. game. Which, now, if this was per thirty six, and I set it at twenty seven and a half, which last season Emmanuel quickly per thirty six. Averaged, I believe it's 18.9 and then 4.1 and 4.8, which gives you 27.8 last season. It's not as easy and over, obviously, but I'll still go over. I'd say over, but you didn't ask it. So, <laughs> so this is an unofficial line. You guys don't want to put it, your hypothetical. I'll, I want the easy on. money, Andrew. Okay. Yeah. I, which, I'm not going to look at gift horse in the mouth here. That's very fair. That's very I, fair. They gave me. Plus odds on the Jets money line today, and I took it. So congratulations. That wasn't as easy as taking this. Trust me. I know whatever. But my questions about Emmanuel quickly have almost nothing to do with Emmanuel quickly. My questions about Emmanuel quickly are almost solely in the context of his place on this roster, which also has Jalen Brunson on it moving forward. I want to be explicitly clear about that. I think Jalen Brunson or uh, Emmanuel Cook, is going to have the best year of his career. I think he's going to continue to get better. I think he's one of those guys that gets better every year. Um, so yeah, I'll go over if it's, what was it? 27 and a half. I'll go over. Well, it'll be curious to see if he gets as many starts as he did last year, especially since there's someone that's going to be here that just got an extension 
that suddenly started games in the playoffs that may be better off as a starter, uh, as a bench player. However, he may also now be the backup power forward. So if Julius Randle goes down, the question needs to be asked, how many games will Josh Hart start this season? The line is 15 and a half. Now, last year, in the beginning of the season, more like the first 40 some odd games, which is where quickly got a lot of his starts, um, anytime a guy went down, if it was Quentin Grimes, if it was Jalen Brunson missing a game, it was RJ when he had his hand chopped off, they had Manuel quickly start in those instances. Um, and that's how he got most of his starts. I'm curious if Josh Hart now is a candidate to become a starter after we saw him be elevated into the starting lineup during the playoffs. So Josh Hart, 15 and a half is the line. John, you're first. Can I talk this out for a sec? Sure. So, for one, I'd be very surprised if they made a a starting lineup change, assuming everybody's healthy. That's number one. Number two, if they did make a starting lineup change, I don't even want to say this out loud, but like, because I don't think it'll happen, but it would seem that the most likely candidate will be Quentin Grimes. And I don't, I just don't see them going hard for Grimes. That doesn't seem to be the, the way that they would go. Um, three, Hart. So there's there's two there's two injury factors here. There's the Julius Randle injury factor, which you just brought up. And then there's the RJ Barrett injury factor. If RJ Barrett gets hurt, who starts for RJ? And I think, well, you could make certainly make an argument that Hart would be the most likely contender for that spot. Then you're starting your you're starting power forward and you're starting your backup power forward because again in this scenario RJ Barrett's out. So unless they've unless Tibbs feels comfortable going with you know Jericho Sims or like Isaiah Roby or something in those in those scenarios or just like staggering the minutes to the point where like he gets you know let's say he gets hard off the floor quick and then and then plays Randall the whole first quarter and then put hard whatever whatever scenario that would be. Um, I don't know if I. But then again, if RJ goes down, who is he putting DiVincenzo in there? Is he starting Grimes at the three? Maybe starting quickly? He did that last season. Um, I'll go under. I've talked myself into it. Jeremy. I will also be going with the under. Just feel that if RJ Barrett is missing time, yes, could easily slide Quentin Grimes to the three. Could have DiVincenzo in there as well. Do I believe that Julius Randle will continue to be healthy? Yeah. I thought that the ankle injury was yeah. more of a freak injury than anything. His history has shown him to be very durable outside of his first career NBA game. So I do plan on him playing at least 70 games. Now, of course, does that mean that Josh Hart would, in theory, start the other 12? Maybe, but that also depends on Josh Hart being completely healthy for the whole season, which... What happens if Julius Randle is hurt, but Josh Hart happens to be hurt at the same time? Maybe he's not able to do anything because he can't play. So I'm still going to go with the under because I think that the Knicks would prefer to have that level of spacing in the starting lineup and the mixing and matching. And Hart just doesn't really do that. Obviously, the defensive end is great, but having those corner three shooters at such a high level, which Hart needs to continue doing, that I think plays a huge part in starting over Josh Hart. I I want to throw out one other thing. Like it does he doesn't always do this, but Tibbs at times does like 
try to finagle his way within in terms of an injury of like I I just I want to have the least disruption possible. So let me keep everything the same and I'll just start someone who's out of the rotation, which you did with Jericho Sims last year. Now the advanced numbers would say that that was a poor decision because the basically any lineup data you look at with Sims and it was horrible. Um, you know, is he if Julius goes down, is he sticking like Isaiah Roby in the starting five? Is he, is he speaking of Jericho Sims? Is he sticking Jericho Sims as a starting four? Uh, I don't know if I see either of those, but still, I, I'm glad. I'm glad this was a good one. I'm glad we talked this out. I, you could have set this line at like seven and a half. You could have set it at like twenty five and a half. I'm not sure. It, you know, it, anything would make sense because this is just kind of a shot in the dark. And as far as I could see. It's a long season, so I've, I've I factored yeah. in, you know, wh- how good and impactful Josh Hart is may just be something like in a scenario where he has to start Josh Hart as his starter, starting and backup for like Josh Hart. You're playing 44 minutes tonight. Like I, that wouldn't that wouldn't be something I'm surprised by, you know, so um, yeah, because he doesn't command a ton of usage. So you're not fully putting too much wear and tear on him. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com